Tshuva must be done out of love, not fear. Welcome to the Yom Kippur Perspective. The Yom Kippur Perspective is being dedicated in memory of Moshe Morris ben Najia Hakoyen. May his soul be uplifted and his memory a blessing. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It is the holiest day of the entire year and a day in which we are most in touch with ourselves, our essence, and God Almighty. It is a day that during the time of the Beis Migdash, the holiest person, the Kohen Gadol, would enter the most sacred place in the entirety of the world, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holies of Holies. Yom Kippur is the day that we are forgiven for all sins between man and God. As the Pesach says, Ki bayom hazeh yechaper aleichem letahar eschem mikol chatasechem lefnei Hashem titaru. On this day, He will forgive you, to purify you, that you shall be cleansed from all your sins before God. For nearly 26 hours, we will forgo most material pleasures in exchange for a spiritual awakening. We do not eat, drink, wear leather shoes, and spend most of our time in shul praying as we attain angel-like status in the hopes of complete forgiveness and absolution. There is a famous question asked by many notable commentaries. Rosh Hashanah is not just the beginning of the new year, but also a day of judgment. It is the time that Hashem decides our fate for the upcoming new year. Yom Kippur, on the other hand, is a day of atonement and forgiveness. So according to conventional thinking, wouldn't it have been better to have Yom Kippur, a day of atonement, before we are judged on Rosh Hashanah? First, we shall be forgiven for our sins, and then start the new year with a clean slate. Why is the day of atonement after the day of judgment? Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev, famously known as the lawyer of the Jewish people, gave an anecdote to answer this question. There once was a mighty king who took a hike in the forest to enjoy nature's beauty. Unfortunately, he found himself lost and away from his royal entourage without a single clue on how to return to his palace. After wandering around for several hours, he came upon some local villagers and told them, I am your king and it is your duty to take me back to the royal palace. Instead of taking him seriously, they ignored him. They did not recognize him as the king and thought that he was a crazy and delusional man. But despite this, the king eventually found another traveler and asked him if he can show him the way to the royal palace. The traveler, who has seen the king on a few occasions, grasped. His king was standing before him. He trembled in awe and immediately escorted the king the entire way back to the royal palace. During their journey, They engaged in deep discussions, and the king found the traveler to be very wise. So when he returned to the royal palace, the king appointed him as his closest advisor and generously rewarded him for his rescue with extensive honor and wealth. Many years had passed, and the traveler, now advisor, once spoke disrespectfully towards the king. The king was infuriated and commanded that he was to be put to death. As the execution was about to take place, the advisor pleaded for one last request. What is it? The king asked. I wish, your majesty, he answered, that your advisor allowed to wear the clothing that he wore when he first met the king in the forest. The king agreed to this strange request. However, when he saw him dressed in those specific clothes, the king remembered the great kindness that this man had done for him when he was all alone and lost in the forest. The king's compassion and mercy were aroused, and he acquitted the advisor of his crime and returned him to his royal position. 
Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Bardishev explains that this story is our story on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. When we blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, we remind Hashem of the time that our forefather, Avram Avinu, was willing to sacrifice his only son for the sake of God. Like the advisor wearing the clothing he wore when he first met the king, we blow the shofar to arouse mercy from God. We blow the shofar to awaken his deep emotions of unconditional love, compassion, and mercy towards the Jewish people. So when it comes to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, Hashem will show us His grace by forgiving our sins entirely. However, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak continues, the clothing that the advisor wears to arouse mercy is not just for the king, but for himself too. He wants to remind himself of the time that he helped the king when no one else would, evoking the emotions of complete dedication and total loyalty towards his king. The same goes for the Jewish people. By blowing the shofar, we are not only trying to invoke mercy and compassion from God, but also the emotions within ourselves of unconditional love and total dedication to our Creator. When we repent for our sins out of pure love for Hashem and not out of fear of punishment, we achieve the highest form of tshuva possible and will certainly be forgiven. The fifth Chabad Rebbe, Rabbi Shalom Daiber, known as the Rebbe Rashab, explains the five steps of repentance using each letter of the Hebrew word tshuva. Taf, Tamim, be sincere with God. Shin, Shavisi, place God before you at all times. Vav, Viahafta, love your fellow as yourself. Bez, Bechol, look for God in all that you do. Hey, Hatzniah, be humble before God. The Rebbe Rashab explains that the best way to actualize tshuva is through davening and Yom Kippur has no shortage of meaningful and impactful prayers. And although Yom Kippur is the most serious day of the year, there is an undertone of immense happiness. It is the joy of being immersed in spirituality and holiness, and the confidence that God will accept our repentance, forgive our sins, and seal us for a great and productive year. May Hashem seal us this and every year in the book of life, the book of health, and the book of happiness. Have an easy fast and a meaningful Yom Kippur. Gemar Chasima Toivah.